Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. He's back. We're back. Carter the Power Bryant joins us at 7:30. We'll recap some LSU Florida. Obviously, we'll talk some Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels isn't the only LSU football player in the news today. Might have the best offensive line in the country. Might have the Blitnikoff winner. Might have the Brawls Award winner and Mike Denbrock. Lots and lots to talk about here tonight with our good man Carter. He joins us uh, at 7.30. Was calling some basketball games last night. So he had a pushback from today uh, or from yesterday to today. So looking forward to having him in here. So listen, I know that... um, some of you aren't really looking like you don't want maybe a full breakdown of Georgia State. We're going to give it to you anyway because I don't think a lot of you have watched Georgia State play. Now, candidly, outside of the last two days, neither had I. <laughs> I watched them when they played ULL um, or whatever they're calling themselves across the basin. And which they did win that game, ULL did. 20 to 17. How funny it would be would it be if Jaden Daniels had more yard or more points in the first quarter than ULL had in their entire game? I digress. But watch them, watch them against ULL, James Madison. We'll give you a little bit of a preview about them here tonight. A little bit of a recruiting update. If you haven't gone to the forum, you need to get over there. We're dropping in tidbits every single day. You love recruiting. AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. You need to get over there. We'll put some more things in there tomorrow. I took a pick off of a five-star that is committed elsewhere today. LSU may be going into the portal when it opens for a couple players. We will talk about that a little bit uh, here tonight. So just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. You might want to get over there. Uh, best freshman and women's basketball in the country plays at LSU. That's Michaela Williams. Nobody in LSU women's basketball history had more points in the game more than she did today. Now, I know some of you because, my God, I can't – so some I know some of you probably don't follow our Twitter or social media, like – 24 7 365 you don't see every post I get that okay but LSU played Kent State today and a Kent State player hit a three tied it up late into the second quarter and I tweeted oh boy dot 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 
Twitter lost, lost their goddamn minds. Okay, what is it? What is it? How can you do that? How did y'all not know that a game was going on? It's not my fault that you did not know a game wasn't going on. Guys, if there is an LSU sporting event going on, I am tweeting about it. <laughs> like, 1,000% am tweeting about that. I, I, I tweet, oh boy, and the, the whole, you would think the whole goddamn Twitter is about to break. Jeez, I'm Mary and Joseph. Everything that I know, you know inside the AYSS form, AYSSnetwork.com. Go over there and do it. But Michaela Williams had 42 points today. We'll talk about that. Dude, she's so freaking good. I, I don't know if Angel Reese got benched today. I don't know if she's hurt, but <laughs> Kim Mulkey made a statement today. If you don't play and you ain't going to play hard, you're going to sit. So Michaela Williams said, hey, Angel Reese sits. Doesn't matter because I'm going to come out here and look like Steph Curry. Dog, she is so good. She has such a good shot, too. Uh, she's such a good three-point shooter as well, so it's going to be fun to talk about that. Carter actually interviewed her not too long ago. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to him about her as well. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake, thoughts, questions, concerns, fire them inside of the Rudy Crew chat. We will get to as many of them as we can. Um, Kevin said, I, uh, that was hilarious. I saw that. Kevin, th that's my point. You know what I mean? Like, that's my point. I just, a girl hits a three, okay? I, I tweet, oh boy. What is it? Did Matt House get fired? Did Robert Staples get fired? Did, we, did somebody decommit? What is it? It's not my fault y'all are that on edge. Like, calm down. Go smoke a bag of weed or something. G go get you, you know, so, you know, some relations. Go do something. Go do something. I mean, I apologize if it got you. But, I mean, guys, I'm tweeting about a basketball game. The, the shit that I take on a day-in, day-out basis, I mean, guys, I'm just a fucking dude. <laughs> like, come on, man. Y'all would, you, you would think that I am the scum of the earth. Jesus, H. Christ. It, it's, it's unreal. This is happening. I mean... Jeez, I'm Pete. All right. Where are you watching us from tonight? Let us know. Tell us the location. What city? I don't need your address. Don't put your address. We had somebody text us in the address a couple nights ago. Don't text me your address. I'm not coming to your house. Okay? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to come see you. Now, I, never mind. I'm not coming to see you. Bottom line, don't send me your address. Where are you at in the 225? Where are you at in the 337? Where are you at in the 318? Stand up. Stay proud. You're in the 985. You can do it too. You're in the 985. All right. A couple of these. Michael Morse sends a $199 super chat. Says, sorry I'm early. Did not meet with Joe's mom tonight. Joe is my co-host on Rafino and Joe's show. Um, first off, that's funny. Second off, uh, you know, like Joe's mom is like, the Johnny Cochran of our generation, right? <laughs> she like, you better be careful, Michael. You better be careful. Stone Cold. I did not know that before we did the show. I didn't really know that. She's a stone cold killer. Better, better chill. Todd Crenshaw. What's up, Todd? Says, let's go from the 225. Good to have you in here. Good, sir. Michael says, like he always is in Spring Hill. Michael, you, you a cowboy? Should have been a cowboy. Should have learned a rope and run. I feel like um I feel like if I were a cowboy, I'd be rip <laughs> from Yellowstone. It's clearly a joke. Danny Girl says, oh boy, quote unquote, in our fan base equals sky is falling, season is over, or we are crashing and burning. I mean, maybe it was a happy oh boy. Why automatically be negative? Uh, Danny, I don't know. But I mean, girl just hit a three. I mean, like I'm watching the game. Like last year, I didn't tweet during women's games during the day and got blasted for it. It's like, damn if I do, damn if I don't. 
Chris Lomax says, Covington, Tennessee is in the house. Arkansas, Kenwood, Arkansas, the 501 says Cajun Bingo. Good to have you in here, my man. Mike says he's in the 337 half. Uh, uh, Kaplan, Kenneth Brown is in Houston. H-Town? Lamar Williams, big pressure in the building. Put pressure on him, says Playboy Rafino. I wish. I'm a happily married man. I am a happily married man. I have left my Playboy days alone. Uh, Michael says, no, that's Justin Moore standing next to me. I didn't know if that was your cowboy hat. Riding my bennet, getting a bennet, think a bennet on a cattle drive. Justin's in Nashville. Good to have you here. Trey, uh, Trey says, Blake, who does AM go after? I think we talked about this a little bit last night. Um, Mike Elko makes a lot of sense. Jeff Trailer at UTSA makes a lot of sense. We'll see. We'll see. I am not on that beat, so I don't have my ear to the ground like I probably should. Maybe I should. Boogie Season says, ask Blake, what's some AM players uh, like that if entered the portal if we that we should get? Any of them. I, I mean, the ones that are going to get in the portal is probably a lot. Maybe, maybe not all of them. Uh, anybody on the defensive line you should take. Go to the forum, AYSSnetwork.com. I'm going to leave it there. I took a pick off of somebody today. Shannon Alford says, 225, the big BR is in the building. Good to have you with us. Uh, Bowers, Mr. Bowers says, Columbia, South Carolina. You know what I was listening to? I was listening to a little, uh, what do you call that? Um, or who is that? Darius Rucker, any from Columbia, South Carolina? Burnt the bar of coffee. <laughs> Richard Head says, is Chip Kelly might be uh, get run at UCLA? Well, Chip Kelly m- might get run at UCLA. Yeah, he it, not looking good for him. Not looking good for him. Not looking good. Uh, Kevin Keegan is in Metairie. Good to have you here with us, man. Uh, Keevan Boudreaux says, uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina, by way of, of Morgan City. Good to have you all in here with us. Yeah, he might get run. Chip might get run. Sad. And you know what's crazy, man? Chip used to have these... uh, Chip used to have these um, really finesse teams. Dude, they are so physical at UCLA defensively. They're the number one rush defense in the country. Like, they're, they're really freaking good on defense. Just offensively, he hadn't been able to figure it out. He's got a young quarterback. What happens to Dante Moore? You know, LSU was on Dante Moore. I think that that becomes a bidding war when he hits the portal when Chip gets fired. So, we'll see. That one will be interesting. That will be interesting. But, on on another note, looks like Michigan has their 2025 quarterback. Look, man, you ain't got to be smart. You ain't got to be smart. Some of y'all, some some of us, not y'all, us. Some of us ate crayons as kids. You you could eat crayons as kids and put the put what pick up what I'm putting down there. So, let's see. You got a couple of kids committing: Keelan Moses, Harlem Berry, uh, Bryce Underwood. You could have <laughs> a 2025 class, man. Could be lining up pretty seriously. All right. We got a lot to discuss. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those groups if you're on Facebook. Dude, you guys on Facebook, killing it for us. Continue to do that. Like, subscribe, or you don't subscribe on Facebook, but like, share, follow us on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, continuously growing ever so much on the tube. Rafino and Joe Show, too. By the way, we're gaining like 700 subscribers a month over at Rafino Joe college football 24 7 you can go over there too uh and subscribe a lot of comments a lot of fan bases fighting each other on rafino and joe show it's been really fun you can go over there and subscribe as well wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe and yes i had a question last night we are still on fubo uh tv um 
Let's talk about our good friend, Suh, over at betonline.ag. Let me do this. Um, we have a new sponsor. I told him at 30 minutes. You know what? We'll do it at 30 minutes. We'll do it at 30 minutes because I told him at 30 minutes. <laughs> but we do have a good sponsor, our good friends over at Avid, Instru- uh, Avid Inspection Specialist. Now, you know what? We're going to do it now. We're going to do it now because I'm so excited to have them on board with us. But, guys, let me tell you something. These dudes are legit. Avid Inspection uh, Specialist. If you're planning to purchase a home or business, guys, you need to get it inspected. Like, have to get it inspected. Before you make that home purchase and before those problems at that home or business are your problems, just call them. Just call them. They do property mold, property damage, mold, asbestos, lead testing, water testing, all drone inspections. They literally do it all. If you're a realtor, you need somebody reliable. You need somebody dependable. They do it all. 48-hour turnaround, 24 hours a day. They're open seven days a week. They can get there to you. From Lafayette, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Homa, everywhere in between, they do it all. Licensed and insured. Remember, when you use these guys, Avid Inspection Specialists, you get that peace of mind. Call them today at 225-717-5591. 225-717-5591. Go visit them on their website at avidspecialist.com. That's avidspecialist.com. L-H-I, number 11331. Glad to have Christian and the gang uh, with us uh, on board for the rest of football season. So thank you guys so much. And listen... With over 65 years of experience, no, don't know why that happened. <laughs> Nevertheless, those love those guys over there. Uh, let them know that Blake sent you on by. We are getting to the break now. we got a lot to discuss. Let's talk some Georgia State. Can Jane Daniels continue to push on that Heisman run? We talk about that next. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you anew. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back. Hold. Hold. Everybody hit the like and share. Um, This comes through the text line, 225-435-9387. Blake, are you going to the LSU-Southeastern game in Hammond on Friday, the women's basketball game? We will be there. Yes. Me, my wife, my son, we will be there. Y'all come give Ben some dap. Um, he really enjoyed... Uh, a lot of you guys coming and telling him what was up uh, at the baseball game that we went to um, last year. He loved it. So, yes, we will be there. Come say hello. Come take pics, whatever. <laughs> don't take a – my wife ain't going to like her. You don't take big pics with her. She, she don't like having pictures. But come say hello. Uh, we will be there. All right. Georgia State. I would assume – now – some of you, I'm not going to assume it for because I know a lot of you love college football. Last couple of days, we really have been diving in on Georgia State. Wanted to know more about them. I see that they, they are 6-4. and four. They've kind of had a little struggle to their season. Not a horrible team, right? Like, not a horrible team, okay? 
They're a mid-pack, um, how do I want to say this? Middle of the pack G5 program. Average. Not a great football team. But what should you expect for him? And why could Jaden Daniels expand his, what I think is, lead in the Heisman? Guys, Georgia State's going to want to come in here and run the football all over you. It's just their nature. It's what they do. They're 36th in the country in rushing offense. It's the best thing that they do. They've had multiple games where the quarterback, Darren Granger, and their running back, Marcus Carroll, dude, they will have 45, 50 carries combined between the both of them. They don't care. They're going to come in here and run the football. It's their style of offense. Carroll has 244 carries on the year, almost leads the entire country. Granger, he's going to throw it around a little bit. They've thrown the ball 271 times on the year. They're going to move fast. They're going to move slow. But, guys, I've watched this team three or four games. I watched ULL. I watched James Madison. Watch clips of the other things that they do. Okay? Defensively, they're not good at all. They are – I think that their secondary may be – and this may be – I'm not going to say it's grambling bad. It's bad. Right, like, they're really bad. I'm just looking at some of my notes. They are 125th in the country in passing yards allowed. They're giving up 282 yards in the air. I Guys, I think Jaden's going to have a massive day. I'm not going to completely say that he's not going to be in there in the third quarter, that he's going to get pulled in halftime. Would you want him to? Uh Maybe you would want the de- if there if there's a game you want the defense to maybe not be awake for right this one because guys here's the truth I know you want to see improvement but I also want to see that man win the Heisman I wouldn't mind that being a a, a 14 17 point game at halftime wouldn't really mind it because he's going to have to come out in the third quarter and he's going to put some points up I, I'm not going to say pad stats I know that that sounds really bad they're not a good team defensively they don't even protect the run well rushing defense man they're arguably the second best thing that they do they're in the 60s okay in rush defense that's because everybody's throwing the ball all around on them but here's the truth if you want to see what your defense is made of i'm yeah the sec games florida Alabama, Ole Miss, Missouri, you've had those games. But this team wants to come in here and punch you in the mouth. I don't don't think it's going to be remotely close. I think LSU is going to put up 50-plus. Like, I think it's going to get that bad, okay? Or has the potential to put up 50-plus. But I just want to see a little bit of prod. Because if you're not careful, this Marcus Carroll kid, he's got 1,200 yards on the year. He's got double-digit touchdowns, 12 touchdowns on the year. They're going to run it all over you, and he's not going to come out of the football game. He's not going to come out of the game. He is going to get back in the – he's going he's gonna to get back there and go full old-school mid-1980s on your ass, and they're going to give him 30 carries. Now – they might not be able to do that because I think LSU is going to score all over them. Maybe they're going to have to throw it with Granger a little bit more. But they're not going to change who they are because you're beating their ass. James Madison was absolutely waxing that ass. Did not matter. Now, James Madison is an undefeated team. Beat them 42, I think, 14, 42, 17. Appalachian State did the same thing to them a week ago. It doesn't matter because they are going to do what they do. Offensively, I don't think they're a bad or badly coached team. I think they're pro- actually, I think they're a tough, gritty offensive team. Now they've only scored twenty-eight points the last two weeks, but that is because they've had to go for it on some fourth downs. They couldn't convert. The games were getting away from them against James Madison, App State, and other places. But they're going to want to run the football, and it's going to be a little bit of added salt. Okay. 
when you get to the place that ULL beat them by three. You all beat them by three. You know what else this does? Because I know what you really want me to come out here and do. Let's do it. It's award season, and people are asking the question. So you better hit the like and share on this one. We're about to get a little deep here. Blake, is there going to be staff changes? Is there going to be things going on? Yeah, I think that there will be. I think Mike Dimbrock will get looks. I don't know if he's going to leave or if he's going to stay. I want him to I want him to stay. Guys, I can make the argument that Mike Dimbrock's been the best offensive coordinator that you've had. Like, I really do think I can make that argument. He's been that good. Guys, in two years under Mike Dimbrock, you've averaged 500 yards of total offense. 500 yards in total offense. He's averaging 40 points a game. If you think that he's not going to get some phone calls and some looks, you're nuts. You're absolutely insane if you believe he's not going to get phone calls. There are some people that believe if there's a move made out in Houston that Mike Denbrock would get a call to go out there. And they got money. They got resources. They want to win. And they want to win now. What happens with Joe Sloan? I think Joe Sloan might stick around. But when you have games like this, when you have a Heisman Trophy quarterback, okay, things start happening. Phone calls start being made. I don't know what's going to ultimately happen. Like, I, I really, really don't. Have no clue what's going to happen with them. But, man, I, I will tell you, like, if you can't if you can't get stops on this team, if you can't just, like, make some really good plays defensively on this team, yes, yeah, some things are going to change. Some things are going to change. And, look, I'm going out on a limb here and, and saying that, look, this is opinion. I, I'm not bringing any sourcing into this. you got to make a move. Like, you're going to have to make a move. You can't be recruiting and doing the things that you're doing offensively. Guys, literally, you have in 2025, Harlem Barry and Bryce Underwood committing, let's just call it what it is, within the next two and a half months. Those two young men will be committing, both of them five stars, both of them the number one players at their position. And there's a very high likelihood that you trend for the both of them. We got picks in on both of them. Guess where they are? You better go to the forum and find out. You're not doing that defensively. And you're going to have to figure out ways that you do that. Now, I don't. I think LSU, for what it's worth, is relatively done in recruiting on the offensive side of the ball. They might try to pick up another lineman, might look into the portal if there's a quarterback that intrigues them a lot. They probably from the high school level, most of these things will be defensively. And Brian Kelly is going to have to move very quickly, subtly, going to have to do things that, look, when you have staff changes, can really be a bummer. Can really be a bummer. Five-star defensive lineman, Dominic McKinley is going to be in the house in the next two weeks. So, yeah, I do think that you're pretty much done offensively not going into the portal. You're set there. I don't think that Mike Denbrock leaving personally changes a lot of things in reference to recruiting because I think that they know that the system is in place. Tons of these recruits love Joe Sloan and think that he's going to do a great job, and he will do a great job if he's ultimately promoted as the O.C., defensively you got to go all out and you got to man you got to show that you have some life you got to play for some pride here because i promise you this you think i'm crazy if you think that georgia state's just going to come in here and lay down and get rolled over like a dog roll over and pet my belly <laughs> ain't gonna happen it's not gonna happen i promise you 
They might get beat, and they're not a great team. I will be the first to admit that. But, man, I'm telling you, don't mess around with them. Offensively, I know that you're not. Like, offensively, I know that you're not, and you're not going to get beat. Players got to show some pride because I don't know if some of your defensive coaching staff will. I, I really don't. I'm, I, I rewatched the Florida game again today because we didn't change shit from, from Bama. The only thing that we did differently is we started sending some blitzes at the Graham Mertz. Blitzes that you run all year. It's not like you did anything new or creative. Literally nothing. It's like Matt House is, is saying it's my way or the highway. Well, your, your way is going to make you hit the highway if you're not careful. I know BK talks about his criticism. Okay, and the criticism that Matt House gets, good. He deserves it. But if you think that Mike Denbrock and some of these guys on the staff, if you don't think there's going to be staff turnover, I don't know what to tell you because I think that there will be. Does Mike Denbrock take a job? has been the number one question that we have been getting all day long. Now, if you missed it, Mike Denbrock is a leading candidate for the Brawls Award, Award, which is the top assistant in the country. I, I really hope, no, he doesn't get a job. I hope he's here another year, another two years, three years, four years. Like, I, I really do. He recruits really hard. He recruits at a high level. He has put an offense that's averaging 40 points a game in the two years that he's been here. He's got a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. No, I, I don't want him to leave, right? But it's something that we're going to have to monitor. It's something we're going to have to monitor. So if you're expecting there not to be some turnover, sadly, I... I think you're in it for a rude awakening. Penn Jones says, since a $49 Super Chat, says, is Ben a righty or lefty going to uh, Nakona factory tomorrow? Uh, I don't know what that factory tomorrow. I don't know what that is. What is that? Uh, he's a righty. But thank you for the Super Chat. Uh, Justin says, what happens first JJ get ring two? Or BK, or what happens first, I think is what he's trying to say. Does Jay Johnson get ring two or Brian Kelly gets ring one? Um, I'm going to say Brian, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, that's tough. I'll lean Jay Johnson. <laughs> I'll lean Jay Johnson. All right, Carter the, Carter the Power Bryant is joining us next. Let's get to our good friends. Over the Drake Williams Law Farm, our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985 985- 395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. (laughs) 
you missed you missed a show yesterday to call some JUCO basketball games. Man, I'm proud of calling JUCO basketball games. Man, play by play is 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 fun. Man, uh, you shared all your play by play stories uh, from uh, on my show this past Thursday. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I I actually had a a, a puppy in my broadcast booth. Uh, I'll, I'll post a photo tomorrow and tag you. Was in it, it was it your uh, wife's puppy? No, no. So someone just brought their dogs uh, to the basketball game, and I was like, man, I can, I, I'm in heaven. But um, but yeah, Blake, great weekend. Obviously, watching Jaden Daniels get it done uh, versus the Florida Gators, and you know, before we talk about all of that. Um, on the SEC channel, I actually just did a deep dive on Tennessee versus Missouri, right? And one thing just kind of clicked when I was watching this Missouri defense. They're very good. They're, they're, they're a very, very good defense. And they've only had one bad game this year, Blake. And who was that? Who was who, their bad game against? LSU. Exactly. So that is just another data point. As to what Jaden Daniels was able to do and all the Herculean plays he made in that game, it feels like that game happened BC, right? It feels like it yeah, was that it feels, long ago. It feels like a decade ago that, that game happened. Right. And that might not even be a, a top three Jaden game this year. I mean, that just shows you how unbelievable he's been and how good Missouri has been this year. Well, it's definitely um, maybe from like a statistical standpoint, not his three best. I think it's definitely top three because he was hurt and he came in and he won you the football right. game. You know, so it might like, be number one if you if you factor that in. But you know, the point you know still remains the same. There, there's just not many games that you know the McCarthy's, the Bo Nixes, the Michael Penix of the world that that have come close to even that one. Uh, well, and Carter, he's got a uh, the a top five strength of schedule. Yeah, like people don't realize that. Yeah, LSU hopefully hopefully is going to be nine and three at the end of the year. What we won't talk about is like, hey man, you wanted to know what would happen when Brian Kelly came to the SEC and had to face like the gauntlet. Well, now you know. The last two years ago, I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch, okay? Because I don't like counting games. But the likelihood yeah, yeah. is that he's going to be nine and three both years, and he's going to have to continue to build to get to that elite level that he talks about. Here's the frustrations that I have, though. Okay, I, I want to talk about the game that that he had, meaning Jaden against Florida. Carter, how are you? This is why I don't think that the staff that Brian Kelly has put together is like everybody says. Oh my God, it's so bad! It's you know. Look what they're doing offensively. It would be one thing, yes, Jaden is phenomenal. Okay, like phenomenal. Carter, they've got really good wide receivers. they got a good, really good tight end, in my opinion, that's not getting the credit that he deserves. Some of the blocking that he's doing, I think he's done very well. Their offensive line is a Joe Ward uh, semifinalist, Joe Moore Award right. semifinalist. Like, they're really good offensively. But, Carter, I, let me tell you something. I, I, I've been doing the Rafino and Joe show has, like, you have to focus and watch film on other teams that you're talking about. Yeah. Dude, we might be the most undisciplined team that I watch defensively. Yeah. I mean, I I I agree with you. Now, in Florida, Carter, they you know what they did? Tell me if I'm wrong here. They went full TDP on you in the second half in reference to calls. Now, they didn't have the performance. They were yeah. running gap powered the whole time. Yeah. The whole time it got power, got power, got power, and they didn't have an answer. That frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah, it should. It should. Um, you made you made a really good point about the offense. It was very good to see everybody on offense play at a high level, right? Like Jaden doing that really shouldn't shock anybody. And Malik neighbors having an elite game. They've been elite in almost every game this year, right? It was good seeing BTJ have a bounce back game. It was good seeing that offensive line play lights out. Good seeing Charles Turner have, you know, the biggest change from one week to the next. God, he where, played you know, he, so good, dude. Yeah. He was so yeah, and, good on Saturday. And uh, like you mentioned on, on my show, the snaps were perfect. And he deserved SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week after, mm -hmm. you know, the tough performance from the week before. So that's all good. Uh, Will Campbell was lights out. That's really good. 
everybody was lights out offensively. Josh, Josh Williams. Williams. <laughs> Josh Williams. And, uh, simultaneous. You, you, you love those hustle plays. Um, he could he, play. He, I, if I had the effort, if every player on this team played with the effort of Josh Williams, we would never lose. We would not have lost a game. Yeah, Blake, I, my favorite thing about him is that he plays with absolute no fear. Like, and that's how you have to play running back. You have to play like you're the biggest, baddest dude. And it's a mentality, honestly. And, you know, him flattening people that are bigger than him two times in a game is really freaking crazy. And, of course, he did that last year versus Alabama. So, I mean, the heart of a lion really – or the heart of a tiger, uh, he, he's, he's just that great. But to your point about the defense, Blake, it was really bad. And if – Florida had a better quarterback than Graham Mertz, and Graham is not bad. Like we said last week, he is a middle-tier SEC starter. He is an SEC-caliber starting quarterback. But, like, he missed a lot. He missed a lot. So it actually should have been worse. Um, And obviously we can't fit the run. It's been a problem all season long. We've not been able to adjust it. Obviously, uh, Brian Kelly has hammered this point home that the championship level depth defensively just isn't there. And you see that. Now, there were some bright spots. I think Jacoby and Guillory had one of his better games, if you will. But Blake, it's it's still it's 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 still tough to watch. It, his it really best is. game is an average game elsewhere in the in the SEC. Right. And mm-hmm. that's your DT four in in theory, right? Right. So it's it's tough, right? Like, and, and one thing Brian Kelly mentioned in the, in the press conference on Monday is, you know, the defensive line rotation is is relatively deep, right? It, it they they brought in a bunch of transfers who have power five playing experience elsewhere, and it's really not mattered. It, it's everybody's just been able to run on us. And what's very interesting about that, Blake, is a pass is a more productive play than a run. It's just simple. They A pass averages more yards per play than a run, right? But the running game defensively has been so unbelievably bad, Blake. It, it, it comes down to gap integrity. It comes down to just being physical. And it's it's it's, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's a really, really, really big problem. I don't blame that you don't have a D-line coach. D line having a D line coach Carter has nothing has nothing to do with them missing and, and, and not filling the gaps that they need to have. It do, John Jancic is yeah. not, in my opinion, John Jancic is not bad enough of a coach that he's not telling them what gaps to hit. I, I overall agree with you, Blake. I do, and look, I've been very sympathetic to having four defensive line coaches in in the last four seasons. It's that assistant coaches move from job to job. So you should never criticize an assistant coach going somewhere else, right? That's very common in the industry. Four and four seasons is a lot, but Blake, you are right. You're unequivocally right. You've got to be better. You've just got to be better in that front seven, especially considering it was a 20 freaking year anniversary of the 03 team being there, which I know they would never ever allow that. Yeah, one it was that that was some of the best you know run fitting you know you'll ever see, and it, it helped that they had you know Lavalle Williams and those guys Spears, but still you, you God, got, that defensive line, that might be the best defensive line we've ever had. It probably is, uh, mm-hmm. and it, you're just not you're just not getting it for whatever the yeah. reason may be. I think some of it, Blake, comes down to just understanding your job on defense is part of a bigger ecosystem, right? Offensive players are so smart now that as a defense, you really have got to play together and you've got to play smart. You've got to play physical. And for some reason, whether it's the message from Madhouse, whether it's the scheme for Madhouse, whatever the case may be, it's, it's not been good. And look, Florida's rushing attack is really good. Etienne and Johnson are both NFL level backs. But Carter, they're they're matter. in the 70s in rushing yards a game, though. Yeah. So like they had not been good. Like the, yeah. the truth is, the truth, they were the worst statistical run team per game that you faced all year. Yeah, and I mean it's it, it really is bad, Blake. It, it really, really, really is, and. Some of it, I truly do think, is guys trying to do too much. And I 
I don't once again, it's to the point where, you know, obviously I do the film study every week and I get this question. Why why is this why is this so bad? But like it is so bad that I don't know all the answers. It, I, nobody does. They're it's not just hitting bad. gaps, and that's a massive problem. They're, they're, but, they're getting pushed around. That is a massive problem. They Look, are. I, I think you've gotten better at times in the secondary. you got two safeties playing boundary, and I thought they played well. I thought Ashton Stamps didn't play bad. I mean, they're getting better. I see the progression that Brian Kelly talks about there. It, look, they got a lot that they got to fix in the offseason. A lot that they got to fix, and it's more than just coaching. I think they got to change some personnel in that too. Carter, let's talk about something positive because um, we just got talk, done talking about something negative. I know that Joe Burrow, and it, look, I might this might be recency bias for me, okay? I know that Joe Burrow had a seven-touchdown game against Oklahoma. To that day, it was – the best performance by an LSU player ever that I'd seen, okay, because of the magnitude, the playoff, LSU getting over that hump, was unmatched until Saturday. I'm really contemplating in my mind if what I saw on Saturday was the best overall football performance I've ever seen. I agree. In terms of sheer production, I, I do agree. Um Yes, Burrow from start to finish was was better than Jaden, and that's not going to change, right? And, and, um, and look, can I can I lay some yeah, groundwork really quick? Yeah, yeah, go I'm on. I'm not comparing the two. Burrow is go- always going to be one one A, whatever you want to list it as. I'm not saying right. that. I am talking about an individual performance. Everybody says, "Well, Joe had seven touchdowns." Guys, he ran for 200. He did something that nobody in college football's history did, and it's not like Carter. Florida was. 46 in total defense going into that game. Yeah, I'm I've gone back and forth on that. I, I really have. If it's if it's in terms of just sheer production, if it's definitely that one definitely or, regular season. I don't remember seeing anything like that in a regular season. Right. Now once again, your your major point isn't to do the comparison. You were just trying to share how special it was. Just right? the game. Just the yeah. game. Right. Yeah. So my thing is is if Oklahoma had been semi competitive, Joe would have thrown for ten touchdowns. They would have <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's all there is to it, man. He, he, well, he, he, you know, you want to hear a counter argument? Yeah, let's hear it. If LSU's defense could actually make a stop, there's Jaden might have run from three fifty. Right, but. The foot, the proverbial foot, would get off the gas pedal, if you will. Right. So, I think he was. I think he was trying to score seventy. Maybe so, but your point still remains the same. It it is one of the most special things we've ever seen, no doubt. And you, obviously, when you when you look at the the best, best, best quarterbacks of the modern era, you know, most people will say, as far as a single season is concerned, it's Joe Burrow and Cam Newton. Um, but Jaden, man, he, he is in like the Manziel tier of just greatness. Now, as great as he was versus Florida, Blake, this has always been the case with college football, right? Especially with college football fans. How you finish is so important, okay? Obviously, they're going to light up uh, their opponent this weekend. Georgia State's secondary quarter is one of the worst in the country. 125th. I saw your stat earlier, man. Yeah. What the Texas A&M game is going to be so important mm-hmm. because voters, there's a lot of voters who probably don't follow everyone as closely as we do. So what 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 do what does a casual voter do? Well, they'll take a look at the win loss column. They'll take a look at the teams in the playoff. Obviously, our win loss column and the teams in the playoffs aren't as good as the other guys, which is a stupid argument. You should just look individually at the player. Jane unquestionably, whether you look at total yards, explosive plays, EPA per play, even if you want to look at fantasy points, anything you want to look at, he's by far the best, okay? But your final game is so unfreaking believably crucial. And you got to keep in mind, some voters do turn in their, their – their, I, I believe, okay? Correct me if I'm wrong. Some, no, there, some are, voters, there are people that have already turned in their ballot. Right. So mm-hmm. some have already done it. Some might wait till the you know championship weekend or whatever the case may be. So 
this the, the the final two weeks are important. Just and look, let's just say Jaden doesn't have like a Jaden Jaden game versus uh, Texas A and M. All those other quarterbacks and players still do have that extra weekend of, of data, right? Right, and how you end matters, right? You only remember the end of a movie. You only remember really a team's last game. Most voters, and that's why I wanted to start this segment, Blake, talking about the Missouri game, because it's going to be hard for any quarterback who is in this Heisman category to have a game as good as Jaden's game versus Missouri, right? But we tend to forget about that because, you know, we only remember the last thing. So Jaden's going to have to have, you know, two spectacular games to really, you know, distance him and make sure it's beyond reasonable doubt to the point where these stupid casuals won't just keep saying, well, look at the win-loss record. I'm so tired of hearing that. So, you know, the, these next two weeks are going to be crucial. But to your point, the Florida game was – I felt it, it, it was the best decision for me to go to that game. I was glad I got to witness one of, you know, these specialist special performances I, I've ever seen in any sport, really. You, you know what's funny, too, uh, Carter, when they say that? You literally gave the award to a guy that had three losses last year. Oh, I know. They it's, were left. I mean, they were ten and four, just like we were. Right. You know, like they, it, he literally won the Heisman and had three losses. Okay, so don't spare me with that comparison. And here's the truth: you want to hear a crazy stat? USC strength of schedule last year. Guess what it was? What was it? Ninety sixth. Ninety six. And Jaden doesn't. Which means the last two weeks. Even playing Tulane moved them out of the hundreds. And Jaden doesn't paint expletives on his fingernails, right? Very, very true. And and this is one thing I'll I'll add. Okay, I don't like to do the holier than thou argument. I don't because you know it gets slippery slope uh, with people's personalities. But Jaden is just an outstanding guy, right? No now doubt. I. I don't know him personally. Uh, None of us are around him every single day. But there is not a single person who you've seen say a bad word about him. He's got. I saw fans do it all last year. Yeah. I mean, I have 200 tweets bookmarked that I got fired off ready to go for Heisman Trophy weekend. Well, let's. let's, (laughs) Dude, I got so much ammo ready. And I have a bunch of Jaden should play running back uh, comments uh, as well locked in. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like if you if we want to get into because look, if you actually go look at the Heisman Trophy mission statement, okay, the mission statement most outstanding player does not actually say that. It says the most outstanding player that also pursues with integrity or something a lot lot like that so if you want to play that game okay the voters should factor in morality and doing the right thing and what what has Jaden done only those things right when you hear holly Rowe talking about hey lsu had to change your key card policy so Jaden can watch extra film Jaden playing through scars, you know, his, his head getting cut up in, in the last year and then getting, a, you know, a concussion, still going out there um, for the team and putting his ass on, on the line for us every single game. Mm-hmm. Jaden taking some of the most brutal hits you'll ever see a quarterback take. Some of those are on him, but he, he's tough. He's a good leader. Will Campbell says he doesn't flinch. I mean, you, you get all these intangible things, and voters, according to the mission statement, are supposed to include that in their uh, their repertoire. Carl, there's going to be a lot of turnover um, after these guys are gone. I guess as you're here now looking at this team in this season, what are your thoughts? Like, let's just say hypothetically they win Saturday, okay? They're going to A&M, you know, a, a roster that probably is a little bit down. Their head coach just got fired. They're probably looking elsewhere. Let's just say you get that win. You go 9-3. and three. You get the 10 wins after a bowl win. Why, why does this 10-win season feel really bad? Like, why does it have a a, a bad taste in fans' mouth? Pause. Uh, yeah, you, you pulled a Kyle Lowry there. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, why, why does it feel bad? Because, you know, you're more than likely at this point, Blake, 
it's going to be hard to get in New Year's Six Bowl at this point. I mean, you would you would need some you would need Georgia and Bama to get in, right? And, and you would need Missouri and you a did, few, you, I mean, they you put would, you in above Missouri if they stay at at two losses. Maybe well, these Missouri. these bowl games are about money, and they'd pick right, LSU over right. the you know. I, I would too, obviously. But if you mean to tell me that they wouldn't put LSU in the Sugar Bowl? You crazy? They've been oh no no they've been wanting to do that for so long. Hey, that's that was that was my first big bowl game I went to LSU versus Illinois in the Sugar Bowl, the Kurt Kittner game. Um, but to, to your point, Blake, it 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 does feel like you know, less than expectations, right? But I, w- I would also say this. It's it's also somewhat common, right? You have a lot of teams that have had transcendent quarterback Heisman years where you're like, dang, could if our defense could have made one more stop or if we could have played, you know, a, a, a better game here or there. If, if you Jay- don't give up 55, if you give up 42 against Ole Miss, you get two stops, literally. That's it, yeah. I mean – Jesus there, there's, Christ. Or you know, there, there's there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but you know, those the the games are the games for a reason, right? And that's a good lesson to every single person that is a fan of your channel, my channel, a fan of this crazy sport that we love, is that it's still a team game. And you've got everyone on this team that with the portal coming in and out the door, you still gotta get people to buy in. You still gotta get players to play smart, play fast, play physical. And Blake, quite simply, we just haven't had that. And obviously the biggest concern next year, Blake, is no matter what Garrett Nussmeyer does next year, he's not going to be as good as this. It's just a a fact. I do love Garrett Nussmeyer, but it's just not going to be as good a quarterback play with this. Some of it also is the departure of Malik Neighbors. That is inevitable. Can LSU become more of a team? Can they be a more complete team? Can they not have these lapses with certain position groups for long periods of time? You're going to have to lean on your O-line, dude. You're going to have to run the football at an alarming rate. Like, you're going to – can I tell you what's going to happen? Let's hear it. You're going to go Tennessee, but in the opposite way. I think you'll be explosive. I think you're going to throw the ball down the field. I think you're more explosive in that regard. You're going to have to run the football at an alarming rate. Like, yeah. you're going to have yeah, to I mean, pound the rock, dude. Like, they don't have a choice. You're right. You're, you're, you're right on. They're going to be a far more run-based team uh, next year. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that they can't, you know, go five wide or whatever with, with Nuss, but you, you, you just, you're you going to have to run the football a uh, lot more next year. Your favorite coach got fired over the weekend. Oh, who is that? Jimbo. Man, you have was- You have defended that man to kingdom come. Who Jimbo? When when have I when have I defended him? Or was that some hashtag sarcasm and I didn't get it? You uh, didn't uh, get it. Uh, <clears throat> Jimbo gets fired. No, two questions. Number one, does it affect anything with LSU? Obviously, it does. What do you think about them spending that much money though to tell him not to coach? I, look, that that's a statement. Yeah. Like it's a statement. Like, hey, dude. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I think people have overreacted to the buyout amount. Yes, it is absolutely ridiculous. You should never do that. Like it's a horrible contract. But if he actually would have been successful, the contract would have paid off tenfold, right? Well, um, of course, but it didn't. So that's the problem. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think it's like the absolute most ridiculous thing in the world. I do think this is bad for LSU for this reason, Blake. It's because Jimbo was so bad. If you actually go look at strength of schedule metrics and you compare it to the rest of the SEC West, A&M's schedule was easier than all the other schools in the West because, you know, they became a top 10 recruiter and their cross-division team was South Carolina. So they Uh, they had the biggest – Simple. Yes. Yes. And you got to remember, this wasn't Beamer, South Carolina. This was Will Muschamp, South Carolina. This was bad South Carolina that Jimbo – you know, end would have of, that end extra, of Spurrier. Right. Mm. You would have that extra victory every season over everyone in the West that you knew you were going to get because Muschamp sucked, right? Um, so Jimbo had it easier than, than most schools, right? He had more money. He had obviously 
you know, one of the biggest NIL pools we have ever seen in the short period of NIL. There was no reason for him to fail this bad, but it was because he was stubborn and it was because he was overrated to begin with, right? You can go look at the Florida State tenure and see that potentially he was just a Jameis Winston merchant, right? There was other good players. I mean, he had point. some good quarterbacks now. Who else outside of Jameis? Well, I, I mean, from a college quarterback perspective, I think Manuel was a good uh, college quarterback. I think Ponder was a good college quarterback. I mean, they were winning 10. and I mean, they were first-round picks for a reason. Now, it, it doesn't – and neither was Jameis, but a lot of quarterbacks don't pan out. Look at USC. Doesn't make Matt Leinard it suck any less. Oh, no, no. I don't, I, you know, I, like – so I don't disagree, but I, I don't think – Anyway, that's that's in the river. I don't think Manuel or Ponder were ever really that good to be, but but that's a different story for a different okay. day. The, the the point being is he was bad, and this isn't good for LSU that he's not going to be there anymore because he he did suck. He he just was bad. Um, now I understand he beat us at home these last two years, and he beat us down pretty bad last year. Very unique circumstance for the most part. Jimbo Fisher sucking in Texas A and M is a good thing for LSU. And if somebody were to actually go there and get that train moving, knowing that some of our toughest recruiting battles have been with Texas A&M, it will be interesting to see how they hire. Now, once again, it's all going to come down to who they hire. Um, but, yeah, Jimbo has been a big failure, and, and we have been a somewhat small beneficiary of that. Do you think that they hire a big-name good coach? Do you think they get this right, or is it going to plague? Because, look – People won't get this reference because college baseball isn't as massive as college football. They went and got a Jim Schlossnagel who was at TCU who was winning a frick load of games. Now, I know it is different because the salaries are massively different. Buyouts are massively different. You didn't have to spend $78 million in a baseball coaching buyout. I, I get all that. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is I don't think Ross Bjork gets enough credit for some of the hires he's made. So I yeah. don't I don't think that he will get this wrong. Like I, I don't think that they'll hire a number another Jimbo. Like if they hire Jimbo today, it's going and getting Dabo. Yeah, and obviously uh this next hire is I don't know if they want to go get someone like Jeff Trailer, uh, who of course knows uh, the the landscape. head coach at UTSA for people right. who don't know. Right. And he's coaching he's been an assistant in the SEC before. But I, I, I think I think they're going bigger, right? I do have a few people in mind that I think would, would make a lot of sense. Why what is it we, Lane Kiffin? Well, that would obviously be I didn't know that that was your pick, but I knew when you said that, I was like, he's talking about Lane yeah, Kiffin. Yeah, that would be that would be my number one guy. I, I do think Lane is still very special, even though you're always gonna have to deal with extracurriculars, and I don't know how that fit would work with such a big personality at a school that has, you know, somewhat interesting, rigid traditions, right? Do you believe Dan um, Lanning? No, no, I think Lanning's going to stay at Oregon. I do. One guy one guy I think that would make the jump that I think would make sense is taking a look at some of these young SEC East coaches, right? Do you what, – what about Elijah Drinkwitz? Or what about Shane So Beamer? Joe, Joe um, my co-host on Rafino and Joe's brought up Eli Drinkwitz. He does not fit that culture. He would get swallowed whole. Yeah, and that, that's that's why you know I I think Shane Beamer would would be a little bit better there if if they're Texas not going to hire him either. He's too corky. He broke his foot kicking a wall. What you think he's going to do at A and M? They need that though. All right, they, because I do got to I do got to go here. Let me ask you one last question before I let you go. You ready? Michaela Williams. Awesome. That's why. That's why I. Actually, I, I, I. That's why I, I brought the Final Four shirt, man. Uh, yeah, obviously she's great. Very humble. Got to know her dad obviously a few months ago. Um, we did a, a sports card show together, and um, she she's just the best. Big personality, and and people got to remember she traveled. She's traveled the world already playing basketball. Yeah, team so, USA. Yeah, so she has gone up against like really good like spanish basketball players so she has seen such a variety of styles uh and and all these different things and she told me like how much that helped her grow as a player and a person right and first time she, away from mama and daddy yeah exactly and 
her dad is just awesome. Like he's just, just an awesome all around, like just leader. Um, so she always mentioned that to me, her family and all that stuff. But this was my biggest takeaway with my interview from her, Blake. They were playing an all-star game and they're getting ready to play an all-star game in, in some random gym in, in middle Louisiana. I think it was in Pineville actually. And she mopped the floor. The floor had not been mopped yet. So number one recruit on on the freaking planet. And she's mopping the floor. Up, yeah, she 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 doesn't think she's above anyone. So, um, you know, she talked about that, and and I recommend go people watch the, the the interview, and you really get to see why she's special so quickly, and can't wait to see what she does when when the competition ramps up. See Let's you next, go. See you next Monday, big dog. All right, buddy. Cheers. All right, that's Carter the Power Bryant. We're actually going to get out of here, too, because um, we got to roll. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.